This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Neil the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists. Oh, 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 oh the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, 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 no. oh, oh no! Right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor! Oh, the Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast. Welcome to episode 33 of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook and sitting next to me as always, Jake Light, Eric Hawk. Episode 33, the Larry Bird episode. Or Miles Turner, whichever way you want to go about it. Antonio Davis. It's true. I'm out of 33s already. Yeah, who else? Scottie Pippen was 33, right? Sure. Wait, yeah, Grant Hill? I thought he was 32. No, he was 33. All right, never mind. All right. Anyway, let's uh, just dive right into it today, because great Larry Bird jersey, thirty-three. We miss Larry Bird. That was I said it was the Larry Bird episode. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> you missed that part. Said, I was so <laughs> That's <laughs> why we okay. okay. Anyway, anyways, moving on. This is a little mistake. Uh, yeah, very weak intro to start off. So I just wanted to start off by saying we are halfway through the NBA season. Eighty-two games. We have played forty-one games now. Um, so can you believe that it's gone by this quickly so far? No, I mean, honestly, it's gone by really quick, but I think the NFL season, when it's, when my team's in it, it goes by a little quicker because I feel like those games mean stuff. So I'm focused on that. Then the, the Pacers games just come up and I watch them, enjoy them, of course, but I'm more, fo- I'm in Colts mode right now. So like it's the NBA season's flying by to me. Once the NFL season's over, that's when most people get real into NBA. I mean. Obviously, I watch all the games, but for me, it's just flown by. Well, it is. It has flown by. I mean, honestly, and even got a little love today on the Dan Levitard show. Really? Even got a little. The Indiana Pacers got a little love there. Uh, Stugatz, basically, uh, they were telling a joke about how they were talking about an NBA, just a random NBA team. Stugatz ran in and was like, yeah, the Pacers are the most underrated team in the league. And they were making a joke out of it, but he was like, I'm telling you, Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I Pretty cool that, you know, finally a little national media, even though they don't really talk sports too often, it's still nice to be recognized a little bit, you know, midway through the year. Yeah. All right, so since the last time that we recorded, uh, the Pacers were starting off that five-game road trip. And just a an announcement here, we are recording this before the Boston Celtics game. What? And it's coming out here this morning on Thursday. So this is going to be a delayed uh, delayed reaction, that Celtics game reaction will come at a later time. But big win. But yeah, big win <laughs> there. Another um, game winner. <laughs> yeah. But with the other games, so Pacers start off the road trip against the Chicago Bulls. They won that game, very close game, back and forth game till the end. Uh, then they played at Toronto Sunday night, and uh, things just kind of fell apart there. 
An interesting stat, though, is the Raptors are 7-4 and four this year without Kawhi Leonard. And they also have a pretty good record when playing without Kyle Lowry as well. So it's not like, you know, I mean, they're a good team even, even without him on the court. So nothing to really be ashamed about. And then they just finished up on Tuesday night and beat the Cavs in Cleveland. So I think the most obvious thing from those three games was the buzzer beater in Chicago, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was just vintage, like, what I thought was going to happen for a lot more games. But, you know, when it happens, it's so, like, inspiring almost. Like, that's the only thing I remember from that game is, like, the last, like, two minutes. Well, then, uh, like, Levine at the yeah, very, yeah. very end. I mean, end, yeah, the, like, that's God. true. The only thing I remember is them going absolutely unconscious and then us just kind of treading water. Some people were saying we were done on Twitter, and then all of a sudden, snap, snap. And that was that was an awesome game for the ending. I mean, I think we could have played a little better D, clearly. Yeah. But, I mean, they went unconscious. So, a win's a win's a win's a win. Yeah, I'll take the win for sure. If Bulls aren't playing too bad right now. I mean, they I mean they got some young guys. They're getting up and down. I mean, they're terrible defensively, and still, centers just absolutely rail them. But, um, yeah, I was, I was happy with the win uh, against the Bulls. I was a little disappointed. I, like Chris said, it's nothing to be ashamed of losing to the Raptors without Kawhi, but... I mean, that's a game you, you really want. I mean, And the disadvantage now to that game is it's only a three-game series, so the Raptors have beat us twice. So let's say, hypothetically, we tie with them. They win the tiebreaker now. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. It's going to be rough. Um, although I think I think we can all agree if we're tied with the Raptors at the end of the it's season, we're, season. We're, yeah. we're feeling pretty good. <laughs> Um, so about that Cavs game, the Pacers, I believe they had a 26-point lead. I don't know if you guys were both watching. Alizé. Yeah, we were hoping we were to get there. some minutes from Alizé, yeah. Sumner, and Holiday towards the end. And the Pacers just blew the lead, kind of like it was in that Bulls game where the other team was just unconscious for three. Cameron Payne was just chucking up shots yeah. and making everything. So, I mean, how embarrassing would that have been to lose a 26-point lead to the Cavs and end up losing that game? That would have sucked. I mean, just playing simple, just just simply because the fact they already beat us once this year, they're the worst yeah. team in the NBA. So that would have been just absolutely horrendous. I'm thankful, like they made it a run at the end. We, we were kind of blowing them out, and then that fourth quarter, they just. I they mean, that Young made what, like three or four threes? Oh yeah, exactly. And he made and it he, a row. Yeah, he like, made them all in a row. Absolutely insane. I did not think I'd ever see that. So that was something. And I think we just let down a little bit. We left the door open. A team that plays that hard. You know, with those young guys, they're too stupid to know the difference, basically, if it's the how the common expression goes. So, a win's a win's a win's a win. I don't yeah, care. No, no. Uh, who would have been, you know, I think we can all agree that would have been a terrible, terrible, terrible loss. Probably the worst loss of the season. I don't know how you could possibly have a worse loss than losing a 26-point lead to the Cavs. <laughs> but luckily we won the game. But who would have been more disappointed with the Cavs win? The Pacers, who would have lost the game to the Cavs, or the Cavs for winning a meaningless game and, you know, hurting their chances at that number one overall. Definitely the Pacers, because, I mean, the Cavs players, don't, they don't care. Don't the Cavs players don't care. Management cares. Cavs yeah, management, players, definitely. Yeah. But I don't think, like, that one game, that's not going to be the decide. They, they have the number one overall pick. I mean, is anybody else even close? Yeah, but I think, yeah they're they, at, like, eight wins, and there's a couple teams at ten. But so they're pretty they, close. Didn't they redo the way they're doing the lottery? Yeah. I think they had they're, some change the, to the it. Last, I don't remember exactly. The worst three teams all have the same amount of opportunity. So. I think that was around the association topic. Yeah, it was. was it? Before the season started on the rule change. So I'm glad they even paid attention. Yeah. Well, I didn't get the Larry Bird episode. <laughs> I didn't get that. So oh, short term. We also forgot Danny Granger. We mentioned that. Yeah. Yep. How could we miss that? I don't know. <laughs> and I think Brendan Hayward. Ooh, that man's got a tooth still ingrained in the core of Banker's Life. Oh, yeah. I yeah. forgot him on this episode. Our Dana apologies Lennon. to Granger. Yep. Um, 
Turner, Miles Turner's been out here for the last few games. Got injured not on just the nose, but a shoulder against the Bulls. Hasn't played since. So what did you guys think? Because obviously we can't talk about his play. We knew we, that he was going to struggle the first game, first couple games with the mask. But what did you think about how he looked like with the mask on? Um, it terrifying? I or do you think terrifying. it could have been much scarier? Just because I, I, we know Miles kind of. I, yeah. I, I don't get stricken by terrifying, but... I mean, he leads the league in block percentage and blocks, so maybe, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, he's a little. He he looked a little fierce. I mean, he looked a little Good. different. Um, he, I mean, he he just looks like such a soft human being. Like just like in his face, he has like. Especially a when baby, you start seeing him run. Yeah, he's got the baby face, and he's got he's running with the you know he's got his little head nod there. So, um, no, I don't think he was terrifying by any means, but. Um, I definitely want him to be healthy, so I'm cool if we just keep sitting him out a little bit, and I'll just keep playing some bonus on Fanduel. Is he playing against Boston? No, he's, he's out. Okay. Um, so I mean, Quinn played some good minutes against the Cavs, at least. So yeah, he played very well uh, against the Raptors too. Yeah. Um. So kind of the next thing I wanted to make sure I hit on was the uh, Quinn Buckner Bojan video. He said it like three times. During the Cavs game, did you guys watch the video or yes. saw him say that? I don't that? think I saw it, actually. So, you know, the, the whole video where – the whole thing now where Victor Oladipo says, Bojan. Yeah. So, uh, Quinn Buckner is now taking that to storm, and he said it five times during the game last night. We've got two videos of it. Um, so, what do you guys think about, you know, the Quinn Buckner picking up on that? It just feels like one of those things that your dad starts saying. <laughs> yeah. It gets old pretty quick. So, I don't know if we want Quinn to go all in. With five Bojans during the game. And the funny thing is, I just tweeted out uh, here before the Celtics game, if we get to hit the music tonight, which is always, you know, the fans are always looking forward to that. Oh, we're hitting the music. Uh, do we go with the original video or substitute with Quinn for another game? A lot of people are saying go with the original. They love the original videos. And the uh, Alan Patterson MD, the MD guy who's <laughs> always all over the place, I do love Alan, says his response is, it all depends. I have faith that Nate will do the right thing based on the situation. <laughs> so Which, it's up to Nate. He doesn't yeah, get the joke yeah. at all. He doesn't get the joke. Um, Which is fine. Yeah, that's better. that's completely fine. We should uh, maybe just we should call up Nate and ask him which one he wants. Apparently, to yeah, Nate McMillan. Uh, he's he's got a say in this, and I'm gonna play it real quick. Really, really bad, <laughs> really bad. He looks like he just hit the blunt, like when, when he's when he's saying it. So anyway, Quinn Buckter, we love oh, you, man. Wow. Uh, always providing great content for the podcast and Twitter page. Um, so a uh, little more details. Pacers are now twenty-seven thirteen. That could change, obviously, with the outcome of the Celtics game. 28-13, Yeah, let's go ahead and predict that. <laughs> Two and a half games behind the Raptors at uh, first, and one and a half games behind the Bucks. So things are pretty close. Those one through five seeds are very close, and then after that, it just you know kind of tips off. Um, so coming up on Friday, the Pacers play at New York, uh, and that game's on ESPN. Tuesday they play at home versus the Suns. Uh, both of the Knicks and the Suns have really bad records. They both are a 10-win team, so they're close to the Cavs. And then next Thursday they play uh, Philadelphia at home, and that game's on TNT. So over the next week, two games on national TV. The Pacers have, I believe, won two of the three at least. Or Yeah, two of the three. I don't know. I, I don't know how many Bucks games. The Bucs one was. They won that one. Right? I don't think that one was. The Knicks won on Halloween. And then there was the at Philly, and then they lost home versus Philly. So, yeah, two out of three, I believe. So, 
Uh, I think this is the Pacers' chance next week because Charles Barkley on TNT, he obviously hasn't watched Pacers game this year. And he always says the top four teams in the East and never includes the Pacers in the discussion. So this is the game the Pacers need to prove to Charles Barkley that, you know, they're for real in the East. And they'll be four in a row back on. We love winning five-game spurs, so I think it's destiny we win this. And I think we should just go ahead and say we might record on Friday just so it's a guaranteed win. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. Even and then, if I have to call in before even, the game, we'll do someone. Hell, we'll just we'll start at like eleven thirty. Just yeah. Up, we'll I mean, ten and one in game. The game before the day, we, or not the day before, but in the game before we record, we're ten and one. It's pretty good. I mean, I don't want to say. You so know, I had a guy on Twitter ask us if that was against the spread or not. It's uh, like we don't know. we don't have a detailed stat team. We can't <laughs> afford that. Uh, but we do know. If Let's it just was, say yes. If it was a straight bet, ten and one, I definitely would put your life savings on it yeah. next time. So we'll let you know that when we record. <laughs> Uh, next topic that I wanted to bring up was uh, a couple games ago. I believe it was a Toronto game. Tyreek Evans had a really bad possession. Uh, you're going to ask which one because there's at least five a game, but this one was pretty bad. He held the ball to the last seconds of the game and then just chucked up a three, and the three was just a terrible shot. I mean, completely awful, so I thought it was funny. Uh, and I took a video of it, and I posted it on Twitter because people love to give Tyreek – shit on Twitter, which, you know, we do too. Um, obviously, we're rooting for the guy, but it's, you know, it's funny to poke fun at him. So, we had a guy who come up in our mentions, at Logan underscore Clevenger. The absolute worst. The absolute worst. worst. So, if you want to, just go ahead and tweet at this guy, because he just, he's the I worst. don't even understand his Logan name. underscore yeah. Clevenger. So I'm there not was not allowed to say anything. My caption to the video was, Tyreek Evans' season with the Pacers in 15 seconds. So, didn't really say anything bad about him, but if, I mean, if you have eyes and, you know, you're not blind, you can see he hasn't played well. If you have a brain and, yeah, you can see that the, the poor guy If you just, have a brain cell. Yes. So, just, yeah, rough. so Logan Clevenger, Logan underscore Clevenger's tweet, only people that post this are fans who aren't real Pacers fans. <laughs> <laughs> Clowning on, <laughs> clowning on our own player inst- instead instead of embracing him on his positives. Uh, Logan, first off, when you get a tattoo of the Pacers logo on your left calf, then you can come back at me, bro. No. So I wish. Why didn't we tweet that the the meme the what Sandra Bullock meme bird with, box? Yeah, the bird box meme with her eyes like covered like. like who are you, you <laughs> idiot? And the funny thing is, so I searched. Um, <clears throat> I searched his Twitter handle, and I searched, like, real with it because I was trying to see if he called out other fans for not being real fans. And the first thing that came up was a tweet about him saying, these hoes ain't loyal for real, <laughs> I which it. I thought was hilarious. And it wasn't that funny. He's not lying. <laughs> I mean, he's not lying about that. And then I found another tweet of him saying that Grigson and Pagano needed to be fired. So, Ooh. I mean, I, I, a real cult a I agree with the take, but according to his logic – you have to embrace your players, your your team with positives, and he was not doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody with a, a brain cell, I think, would see that the limp dick Chuck Pagano needed to be gone. So yes. The fact that he tweeted that is a little surprising because I didn't even think this guy had a brain cell. Well, apparently, what he's saying is we're not allowed to just say anything remotely controversial about our team. Like, then what are we just? We're just going to sit here all day. Yeah, and we're just gonna say. And here's the Miles thing: Miles Turner's good. He's like, you gotta give. Good. That's all we're gonna. He's do. like, you gotta give Tyreek time to gel with the team. Well, it's buddy, it's been three months. Season is halfway. It's over, been idiot. it's been three months, and he's on a one year deal. 
So, so it's half over, bro. Yeah. It's he's on a one year deal, and you can't tell me if the season ended today that the Pacers would resign this man because they no, wouldn't. They would not. The best part about it was, and then so Chris is going going at him on our Twitter account, and then I started kind of going at him on another like burner type burner account. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it was just funny because he like he insinuated that like we didn't understand team concepts and we didn't understand you know what what basketball really was about and continuity. Yeah. Just like, dude, you're barking up the wrong tree. I guarantee you, we've watched more Pacer games than this dude. 110. percent Oh, I'd put any amount of money. Yeah, on. and then you're gonna tell me. He probably thought Tyreek. He probably watched like two games and just thought Tyreek was good. Maybe it was Tyreek. Awesome. Maybe it was Tyreek's burner account. Maybe it was his girlfriend or something. I don't know. Uh, well, these hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> yeah, that's no, true. No, that's, no true. that's true. Man. Yeah. Anyways, Logan, I re- I'm guessing you're, you're not listening to this because only real Pacers fans listen to this. But um, <laughs> if you are listening, you're you're truly the worst. See you, buddy. Um. Feel yeah, free he's to come definitely. To the pod. Yeah. I would like to. I'd like I'd to have a call interview. Yeah, hey, you know what? Actually, fans, tweet at Logan Clevenger and then insist that he comes on so we can eviscerate him. Actually, know, I completely forgot too. Jeremy, our, one of our biggest Twitter Jeremy. people, Jeremy, great guy, always loves to complain. <laughs> he agreed to come on the podcast sometime, so we're gonna have to be in the works. Oh of my god, that would be an all time. We should say that for a month. That's a whole. <laughs> that's not fifteen minutes. That's a whole show. That right might there. be. That might be an episode fifty. <laughs> yeah, who knows what we. Did. End up down on some weird rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last topic before we move on to the next segment. Hawk, I'm going to let you take the reins. You've been preparing all week for this moment. I mean, I just I, I wanted to have a just a nice cordial yeah. So discussion. we can have a discussion. Hey, I'm I'm going to back out. I'm obviously Team Colts, fully behind the Colts this week weekend. I think they're going to win against the Kansas City Chiefs. But Hawk, I'm going to leave this all to you because I know you've been looking forward to it. So go ahead. We were one and three, and I sat in this podcast, yeah. and I said we were going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We ended up losing the, our next two games. I don't know <laughs> if you remember this or not. My 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 will was at an all time low against the Jets. That was just that was an undespicable game. And whatever, it's over. It's in the past. I never I never doubted in the faith of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And here we are. We're up here. We're at a matchup with Patrick Mahomes, probably the MVP, fifty touchdowns. But guess what? They don't have a defense. They're 31st against the pass, and we are the only team to get 100 yards on the Houston Texans all season long defense. Our offensive line, the fewest sacks in the NFL. We somehow have weapons now. Ebron has been the greatest NFL trade of all time. Marlon Mack is a stud. We always have T.O.I. Hilton to rely on. Anything we get out of anybody else, I mean, Dontrell Elman has been a legit number two during this, this run, I think. So I think there's no way we lose. I think we cover whatever spreads out there easily, and we win outright, obviously. And whatever happens, I mean, I think we're going to the AFC Championship in Foxborough, and that's where it gets a little, it gets a little hazy. What do you think, Jake? I I I didn't get to watch the Colts game live. I had a basketball game, so I had to I had to kind of catch up and watch. Very impressed. I mean, I couldn't have been more impressed with the Colts. They're going to uh, have to score in the second. Here, what I love about the Colts is. They they finally like they just built that offensive line. I mean that might be the best offensive line in football, and I don't take that lightly. I think that's huge. Uh, giving Luck time to step up in the pocket's huge. I do think that they match up really well with the Kansas City Chiefs, just for the simple fact that um, this is a game where I think Malik Hooker could could be huge. I mean a speed guy in the secondary, and you're going to have to have a speed guy to try to match up with um, 
Hill, um, and, and they got some other weapons now, and obviously Kelsey. Well, what what they're going to try to do, what the Kansas City Chiefs are going to try to do, is they're going to try to scheme Hooker and Kelsey on each other because Hooker is more of a deep guy. He's taken away. You know, he's ball a ball hawk. hawk. Yeah, he's yeah. a ball hawk of sorts. But he's not going to be able to ball hawk while he's in man coverage with with Travis Kelsey, and and that's going to be that's going to be where the game's won or lost for the Colts. So I I think this is going to be a high scoring game. And if it's not a high-scoring game, I think the Colts win it. Yeah. Um, and so, pretty realistic. I think I'm pretty realistic here. I, I'm not sure Marlon Mack's going to be able to rush like he did. Um, but then again, I just thought the Texans looked disinterested. I think that was a huge indictment on Bill O'Brien. And I, I, I can't stand Bill O'Brien. So I was actually happy the Colts won. And I, I'm not cheering for them, per you se. you got to be cheering for them. You used to be a how hard a court of a fan. I, I, no, okay, so uh, people ask me this all the time. And I really, I truly was not a hardcore Colts fan. I, I just, I kind of just, I just was a football fan in general. Now, I obviously watch more Colts games. So I, I said I was a Colts fan, but not like you guys. And not like how I'm a, I'm a Pacers and Cubs yeah. fan. So what I wanted to do was I'm like, you know what? I'm going to adopt a team I really like. And so that's what I did with the Browns. But I never had that. Like, I, if the Pacers lost every game for the rest of the year, I couldn't. I couldn't be out of it. And just like the Cubs when they suck. Like, I couldn't get out of it. But with the Colts, it was just like, well, the owners, you know, smoking reefer in the owner's box. <laughs> the head coach, he doesn't give a shit. Grigson's not building around luck. You know, it was just it was just terrible. And I always kind of liked the Browns anyway just because, you know, the whole we suck yeah. mantra. So that's how it came to be. But, no, I, I Colts. I think the Colts do get it done this week. I think they, they need the game. They need the game to be under – Mm, 54 total points. Our owner prefers pills to refill. I, I, I want to get that on the record. I just want to get that on the record. As most rich guys do. Exactly. Okay, so if you think next week they have to go into Foxborough, a, a thing we've seen a trillion times, a story we've seen play out over the years, but not so much with this new regime. I mean, other than luck, you could say, and T.Y. Right. This isn't, hasn't really played out. Do you think there's any chance? I think the Colts are going to struggle with whoever wins. Between the Chargers and the Patriots, okay. I think the I think the Chargers are a better team. I'd rather play New England. This fuck. I do. No, I'm telling you, I think the Chargers are the best team in the AFC because yeah. they can play power. Uh, they they have a quarterback that can sling it. They're uh, they like, kind of like weapons. us lately, and they got two great pass rushers. They do, and they got. I mean, they got some second. I actually think it'll be Chargers Colts, and I really I really do think the Chargers will will be in the Super Bowl, and that's kind of who I I'd like to win because I do like Philip Rivers, uh, and I know that's not very popular amongst Colts fans because he's just an asshole but um, he's just got that daggum do you know that did you know that Philip Rivers does not cuss yeah I do that. that's crazy like daggum <laughs> boy howdy darn it yeah no and Danny Woodhead was talking about that so it's great but yeah Chris I want to get you in on the conversation because you are a diehard Colts fan uh, like Hawk is what do you what do you think's going to happen I mean obviously you're not going to say the Colts are going to lose but what do you think they need to do to beat the Chiefs uh, I guess one thing okay. one thing yeah do we really think New England's going to lose? I mean, we've seen this play out every year. We talk about New England being over. They're at home against a team they've already beaten this year, right? Didn't they beat the Chargers this year? No, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they beat the Chargers. No, I think they beat the Chiefs. Okay, either way. I know they beat the Colts, and I think they beat the Chiefs. So, I don't know. Do we really think that the Chargers have a chance? After all we've seen throughout the years. I think the worst team left in the AFC is, is the Patriots. Okay. And it's fair. If, but they have something that no one else has. And, and if the Colts get eliminated, it. I'm for the Chargers in the AFC. Yeah. Oh, stop. You, wait, Just you because be for the Chiefs, because you're not going to be for the Patriots. I wouldn't be. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with the Chiefs. 
Yeah, as long as it's not New England. Yeah, thank you. What's your okay? Let's take the Colts out of it because Colts would be the NFC. What, what? Sorry, Chris. Go comment on comment on the Colts. This is Chiefs. what the Colts need to do. Okay, sorry. Let's hear it. So they need to win the coin flip <laughs> first and foremost. Yeah, Tails never fails? Question mark. And they have to go out. They have. They want, need to take the ball. Obviously, I don't. I don't think you kick off against the Chiefs to start off the game. I think you need to take the ball. Yep. Like Cock was saying, their defense is not very good. Yep. So they need to score two and three minutes, two or three minutes, just a nice drive, score right off the bat. Yep. And I think from there, if they can get kind of like in that Texans game, same game plan the there, get so. one defensive stop there in the first quarter. I think that kind of takes. Mahomes' confidence, because this is what his first playoff game, right? Yes. So, kind of like Watson there, that kind of gets his confidence in the way, because he's just expecting to go out there and score every single time he's out there. So, if they can kind of mock what they did there with the Texans, uh, that would obviously be excellent. And then, second half, they have just got to be better. they got to score. They have I mean, got to drives. score. So many opportunities I'd against the Texans. I'd say Houston D stepped up in the second half. Yeah, that. they played better. I mean, but there were some third downs that I thought we should have picked up. They just absolutely should There were so many opportunities to score, and we just could not capitalize. Yeah. In the first half, we were destroying them. Like, we yeah. Look, it looked. So. It just looked like it was going to be 42 to 3. Uh, Jake, your uh, point? No, no, no point. Um, just the thing I'm going to be looking for the most, and again, I'm going to have to freaking tape the game, of course, but um, I want to see Chris Jones versus Quentin Nelson. Chris Jones is in my opinion, the best defensive tackle in the game. He's got a little bit of speed. He's got some power. And then, obviously, Quentin Nelson doing what Quentin Nelson's been doing. I mean, he's I, – I think that he made the all-pro team or whatever. I mean, there's like four really solid guards. I mean, that means – so the fact that they he was voted as one of the best two guards in the league is huge. So I want to see that matchup because if you can get inside penetration with Chris Jones, then you are going to open it up for – um, oh my gosh! I almost said Lamar Houston. That's not right. It's Justin Houston. Justin Houston. Lamar Houston used to play on the Oakland Raiders. But no, I, I think it's going to be a real test for the offensive line. If they can get past this, I would want to see New England because I think that defensive line and, and the secondary in general for the Chargers would give the Colts fits. Like I, I truly think if if the Patriots were not named the Patriots and yeah. they had no history to it, and you're just looking at the roster overalls, you don't see the names. They would be the worst team. And as a Colts fan, you want to go against the Patriots. I mean, even yes. all the bad history, yeah, they've kicked our ass, but you want I the want opportunity, opportunity to go beat them. And if oh, they beat sorry. their if they beat our ass, they beat our ass. It's just another loss in the column that we've got against them. <laughs> but if you win, exactly. That's the second biggest win in Colts history. Besides yeah. that first AFC championship say, game they won against them. Yeah, definitely. I'd say it's tied for a second. Yeah, I mean that wouldn't be that wouldn't be as high as that. They'd have to win the Super Bowl, but yep. would be a huge win. But they got to win this weekend. And then the I'd also put at number four. The, we beat the Browns last year, so we got to throw yeah. that one on there. Yeah, that was, that was one of our biggest wins in history. <laughs> two, two of the best teams in the league last year: Colts and Browns. Um, last last year, not yeah, not this year. Yeah. yeah. So wrapping that up, if Bogdanovich, Bojan Bogdanovich, was a football player, what position would he play? Quarterback. I mean, he can't play anything else. He's not playing anything in the second. He would year. get intercepted all the time. Okay, that's fine, but he's not. There's no way he's a line <laughs> player, and I, he's not quick enough to be in the secondary. I think the quarterback could be a tight end. I think the punter. Court- just give him punter. Yeah, that's yeah. where I was going because yeah, I, he could be because he's just, got soccer history. I'm just telling you, I've seen the man throw passes in the clutch that have gone the other way. True. He would be like I don't know if he could play quarterback. He'd be he's like he'd be like that guy. Uh, he'd be like Nathan Peterman. Yeah. He would be the guy that he just <laughs> Wait, goes whoa. in. 
The worst quarterback we, of all time. Well, I mean, I just happen to remember this game last Somebody. year where Bogey literally threw it to the Celtics. True. Somebody edited a Wikipedia page of the NFL honors, which is that year-end ceremony where they give out awards. The they the put one, tw- we never miss, of course. Yeah, yeah, they put the one as 2018. The MVP is Nathan Peterman. It got <laughs> deleted. when Someone screenshotted it, but it got deleted when I searched it, but I thought that was pretty funny. That is, all right, so that wraps that up. Um, and we're going to move on into uh, second edition of this uh, new segment that we introduced last week, Guilty or Not Guilty, in just a few seconds. All right, we are back after a very short break there, just a few seconds. And we are going to now play another rousing edition of Guilty or Not Guilty. You guys now know the rules, but some of you listeners who unfortunately didn't have the pleasure of listening to us last week, I am going to, uh, what this game is, is I'm going to say a statement. So it's kind of like those, uh, you know, true or false, fact or fiction games that they play. It's just got a nice new fun name to it. I'm going to have a statement and they're going to tell me if I'm guilty or not guilty of being a dumbass. So guilty means that you disagree with me. You're a dumbass. And if they say not guilty, I am not a dumbass, and they agree with my statement. So we got a few uh, few statements here today, and we're going to go ahead and get it started with number one. Bojan Bogdanovic is an NBA all-star. Sounds like Hawk's going to take first overall here. Uh, I think you're not guilty. I think you can make the case that he could be an all-star. He's not going to get in because of all the people that he has to go in front of him. But if you had to tell me, like, let's say he was a more popular Let's say he was like Kristaps as far as popularity in like country wars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and he was averaging 16.5. It's like Jeremy Lin is a top on this good of a team, and he got more recognition. I think you could honestly see him like slip into the the votes for fans at least. He's not going to be there, so that part's idiotic. But if you told me he should be, I'd be like, yeah, he's having a career year. He's on a good team. He does everything well. He hits the three well in today's NBA. I think the argument's there that he so should. If I say he is, you're saying I'm guilty. I'm just saying, saying he could be already saying, from the votes and everything, he's not going to. You're be. saying he could be, but my statement saying that he is an all-star, I'm guilty. You are I'm still I am saying you are guilty. I'm saying you're not guilty. He's an all-star. Okay. In my head, I'm just saying you're guilty mostly to piggyback off what Hawk said, because he's not going to be voted on as an all-star. Half the NBA fans probably don't even know he exists. I mean, he's not athletic. He doesn't make big plays. I mean, sure, we know him and love him, and uh you know, he's the, the hit the damn music guy. Not a big play. Well, I mean, in this world where Zion Williamson is like God's gift to Earth, and he doesn't do anything but dunk and just get rebound putbacks. I mean, it, I, I, it's inconceivable that Bogey would would get an All Star nod. Who's more athletic right now, Dwayne Wade or Bojan Bogdanovic? Bojan Bogdanovic. Okay, that's all I'm saying. He's what third in the voting. Well, or? yeah, but. Fans are freaking idiots. That's what my yeah, they need was. to get if he was rid. more notable, he'd be. They needed to get rid of like fan voting and both because Derrick Rose is up there too. Okay, okay, can we name twelve guys more worthy than Bojan? I, I, I might not be able to. Maybe put, that might be another show, but yeah. but that's we'll do that around All Star selection time. There you go. Okay. All, All right. right. Next up, James Harden is a top three NBA player. Okay, so this one's a little tougher because I can see an argument where you could say. He's been playing like it. I mean, he's the MVP last year, MVP this year probably, the way he's been playing this lately. So I think anybody that has Kevin Durant, LeBron, and then that third guy is always like Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, 
So I'm going to say you're not guilty. I can see an argument. I wouldn't be, from what he's done lately, I mean, he hasn't won a title. That's his only knock against him. But if we're talking right now in the NBA, there's no one that can score. And he's won a lot more. He's won won a lot more than Anthony Davis. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, so I can see that argument, so I'm going to say not guilty. I'm going to say guilty just, this is working out well. Last time we disagreed. So I'm going to say guilty just for the simple fact, I can't stand James Harden. I I hate him. I I just, I don't respect I don't respect some of the things he gets away with, and then other guys try to do it, and they just they, oh, it's a travel now. Like I just don't respect some of that stuff. And he plays zero defense, and he doesn't even like. There's no qualms about it. Like he he knows he doesn't play defense, and so I don't think so. I think I can name like like five or six guys that I would have ahead of him. I mean, I I mean I would rather have Giannis. I would rather have Kawhi Leonard at this point. To be quite frank, I would rather have LeBron still. So there's three. I haven't even said Anthony Davis. I would rather have Joel Embiid. Just Steph Curry, Durant. Steph Curry, Durant. The league where scoring's dominant. He's leading the league in scoring. Well, scoring, but, but here's here's my argument. I'm just saying, you can see no, it. Right? I, if someone said yeah. it, you wouldn't be like, that person's an idiot. No, but I'm saying that he's definitely not a top three guy. That's, that's, that's me. That's the me. Rockets are starting to pick, off, pick up now without Chris Paul. I think they're a fourth or fifth seed in the West now, so... Do you think there's? Do you think like they Chris need Paul Chris Paul? Them. Yeah, do you, not that he hurts them, but they're obviously playing very well without him. I never believe in the notion of you add a superstar to a team they get worse. I mean, people that try to make that argument, I mean, it doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, so I don't. Logan Clevenger would make that argument. So, yeah. So I think the I think they just they start off the year terrible, and I think that was some adjusting to their literally no defense they play since they got rid of Ariza. So it just took them a time. They're like, all right, we got to be hotter. James Harden took over. I think. I think they're on the same path as last year. I would not consider him to be. I mean, as Capella. Good as last year. Capella is a stud. Exactly. Um, and if you had to pick between him or Chris Paul right now in their careers, you're definitely picking Capella. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then everybody else on that team, Gerald Green. I mean, then they got this. I can't even say his name. House. I think he played on the Wizards. Yeah. Uh, PJ Tucker, who's a good role player. So I mean, it's kind of just amazing what Harden's doing right now Our with a bunch Joe of. Green. Listen, I swear, and I, I maybe I'm the idiot. Maybe I'm the idiot, but I would really for the Indiana Pacers the way we play. I'd rather have Victor Oladipo than James Harden. Yeah, hundred. Let's not get into that argument. It, we'd have to restructure the team. A little That's bit what I'm saying. Like for yeah. our team this year. Anyways, go ahead. All right, I'm next up, pissed. number three. Sorry. The go Cavs on. are the most dysfunctional NBA franchise right now. Oh, you care if I take this one first? Good. I would say I I think you're guilty of dumbassery, and here's why. Um, I think that there are two franchises that are more dysfunctional than the Cavs are at this very. And moment. I think you're gonna, I think I already know one of them you're going to name, give, but give, save give it, it save it because they're the next question. No. Oh. Actually, not. You're going to say the Bulls. I'm going to say the Bulls because and I, the, the Knicks. Maybe there's three teams. I didn't even think about the Knicks. The Bulls, number one for me, because how many times can they sell second-round picks and then they turn out to be, like, good, serviceable (laughs) NBA players? Dude, every time they trade – they just made a trade. They made a trade so that they could cut Michael Carter-Williams. And they traded a second-round pick just to cut him and save, like, a couple thousand dollars, like, legitimately. Like, it's stupid. They could have missed out on the next Alize Johnson. Exactly. But seriously, they missed out on Jordan Bell. They missed out on a bunch of second-round guys that turned out to be pretty good. They did the same thing on Draymond. They traded out, and the next pick was Draymond. And so just crazy stuff like that. So And from, from ownership down, they're just terrible. The only other team I would say is I don't... You know, the Knicks, I didn't even think about them. But the Suns can't find a point guard. They've been looking for a point guard. This 
effing team has been looking for a point guard since, since we Steve started Nash. the podcast. Well, I mean, before. Yeah, I'm well before. I mean, they've been looking for a point guard, can't do it. Now they're playing their star shooting guard a point guard, and he's not developing his game. They're just a complete and utter train wreck, firing coaches. It's just bad. But I will stop talking. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. I'm going to say you are not. So, not guilty means they are the worst? Yes. It means that you agree, yes. Yeah, you're not guilty. Oh, my God. Lost I, in a row. My I mean, God. Kevin Love doesn't even want to play on this team. Anymore. I agree. They have these terrible contracts. They have one decent and player in Sexton. The we Knicks don't even know haven't won a... And it makes yeah, it... Yeah, but the Knicks have more to work with. I, I understand they've blown up some of the roster, but it makes it even more impressive that LeBron took that team to the finals last year. Yeah, but I don't want to give him. Yeah, credit. I don't want to give him credit. But, like, they just signed uh, McCall. Patrick McCall from the Warriors, he was a restricted free agent. They signed him, and then they cut him like a week later. Yeah. Like, what was that? What was the reason to do that? And they might. And there's news out; they're not going to lose it. But people Who's are saying, GM now? Uh, Colby Kobe Altman. Oh, yeah. So they said that the Cavs should lose their first round pick because of it, because of it. So can you imagine if the Cavs lost <laughs> the first round pick, which is going to be a top three, top five pick, just to sign Patrick McCall for one week? Listen. If you are a franchise... They fired their coach six... Okay, they fired their coach oh six games God, in. Their maybe roster just, is atrocious. Okay. Overpaying shitty players. Most dysfunctional NBA franchise for this year, yes. I would say yes. Yes. Okay, the, but right it says now. like right now, so I'm thinking like... In the grand scheme of things, it's, you're right, it's probably the Knicks. But I get, for this year... I, I wouldn't even think about the Knicks. But I'm just thinking, right? how can you say this, this whole franchise is dysfunctional when they've won a championship within the last five years? Well, I'm not saying... Okay, not, things so, have changed. Yeah, the owner, you have one job, to keep your star players happy. Yeah. He, their owner couldn't do that originally. LeBron came back like a little you know, little bitch that he is. Yeah. And then, I mean, this is similar with the Colts. The Colts, do, people hate on their uh, owner, Jim Irsay, but there's not one former player that has anything bad to say about Jim Irsay. That's done the right way. And this guy, I mean, he's an idiot. What happened was Cleveland got very lucky and very blessed to have a superstar they player. They again. I mean, they got the number one overall pick, and... Pretty much handed to them. He's from the state of Ohio and LeBron James. So, I mean, if that's not the case, I mean, the Cavs were very bad before LeBron. I would not came have said time. not guilty if we would have lost to him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right, moving on. The Timberwolves made a bad move by firing Tom Thibodeau. Um, you are not guilty. I don't think Tom Thibodeau is the answer. Really, I mean, I don't know. From he was such a highly touted coach. Five or six years ago. And now they need a GM and a coach, basically. So, I mean, they're kind of double-screwed. Yeah, and Flip realize. Saunders I don't know, firing him, passed away. His okay, kid so is, is coaching move. them right now. I'm going to say it wasn't a bad move just because you need to do it now sooner than later. If you already know the writing's on the wall, he's gone. After all that's happened, just get it out of the way. Let these young guys play. Maybe try to find somebody to step in there. But I, I, I think there's stuff to work with there. So I would say maybe a guy coming in could have some decent success. But I think it was the right move. It wasn't the right fit. Yeah, I, I agree with Hawk. I'm going to say not guilty, but I want to add this sentence to it, which would make it guilty, because rumors of this is, is that this is going to happen would just drive me nuts. But the Timberwolves made a bad move by firing Tom Thibodeau, comma, and hiring Fred Hoiberg to run the organization. Yes. That would be that would be <laughs> the, the you would be guilty as all get out, and that's actually no, that would be not guilty because I said it was a bad move. You guys are getting confused. That, no, no, that it, that would be a terrible move. I've completely given up. That would be a terrible move. Yeah, but I said in my statement it is a bad move. So not guilty means you agree with me. Not guilty means that – oh, shit. <laughs> okay, listen. We're just getting this used is, to this game. This is bullshit. Okay, 
They shouldn't have fired. I mean, sorry, they should have fired. Tom so Thibodeau. I'm guilty, or I am not guilty by my statement. You are not guilty by your statement, but comma, if they hire Fred Hoiberg, you're guilty as hell. They haven't officially hired him yet. No, but if but they that's do, what everyone's thing. I if don't they know, do, so if they do hire, I still said though the Timberwolves made a bad move by firing Tom Thibodeau and hiring Fred Hoiberg. I would still be not guilty because I said that's a bad move. I hate this. Game. <laughs> I hate I think this game. I think you well, are. You I think you're guilty. Cause I don't. I think it's a. Good All right, one. let's move on. <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers should not, should not move on from Luke Walton. So this is a double negative here. So I'm gonna say you are not guilty. I don't think they should. Right. That's correct. Okay, just make sure. I think he's he's been what? It's his third season. You just got LeBron James. It was a rough kind of little start. Then they kind of went up, and then he got injured. I mean, what? Now you want to fire him? Is, when he was playing, you guys were playing really well. That wouldn't the timing wouldn't make sense. Yeah, not guilty. I think if my answer is <laughs> correct, not guilty. Uh, you should not fire Luke Walton. He was very uh, highly sought after, um, and now he's coaching LeBron James. And what it's going to come down to, I don't know why we're acting like it's anybody's decision other than LeBron's. Yeah. Really, all LeBron's got to do is ring up magic, and he's gone. So. Um, he would be a coach, if he got fired, he would be highly sought after again because even last year he got those guys to play hard and they were god-awful. Just and they're young. still – the roster is god-awful. Yeah. It's not good. Outside of LeBron, it's it's not good. Yeah. I mean, they're decent, but they, like like people have said, they don't have a number two. They don't have another elite. No, and Brandon, uh, Brandon they, Ingram, as we can see, is not it. Yeah, definitely not. Kuzma's okay, but he's, I don't think he's a number two. Yeah. Mm. This was a uh, Twitter one that was sent in from at StevieJR96. I'm assuming that's the year he was born. The Pacers will move Tyreek Evans prior to the trade deadline. Um, hope. <laughs> so, for that, I'm just going to say not guilty. I don't know what in the hell team would want him or need him. The contender doesn't want him. He hasn't been playing well enough to be proven to be on the contending team. Tanking team doesn't want him because unless they just got cap space to screw around with. I don't think it's going to happen, but not guilty. Uh, I think you're guilty just for the simple fact that, no, like we've said a million times and you just reiterated, no team's going to want him. I mean, maybe you can trade him to, like, Houston or maybe something. Maybe we'll get a Cavs second-round pick somehow. Maybe we'll get a Cavs. No, they've already traded their second-round pick for, like, the next, like, 20 or Bulls, years. Or, yeah, Bulls second-round pick. But, um, no, I don't think they're going to be able to move him. And, honestly, I still think he has upside, but the downside – Boy, howdy, hey, it is. It's a long, it's slow. No, it's no. <laughs> All right, last two. Uh, this one's both basketball and football related. <laughs> so remember, not guilty, you agree. Guilty, you do not agree. Uh, Indianapolis has the best NBA-NFL combination right now with the Colts and the Pacers. Is this so? Was this, let's just say just this year so far? Just this year. Oh, just this year. Yeah, not including forever, just this year. Right now, it's the best time to be a fan in what city, NBA and NFL-wise. The way we're set up, I'm just going to say not yeah. guilty. Because if you look at the Colts specifically, they've made this run that no one expected them to make necessarily. They have all the caps room. They have the makings of a possible dynasty. I don't want to say it. I'm just saying it. And then if you look at the Pacers, they also have a lot of cap space. Great young players run by a very competent GM and owners we, we've seen so far. So I'm going to say not guilty. I mean... There's no other fans I'd rather be fans of. Teams I'd rather be fans of. Um, 
I'm going to say not guilty because it's not crazy. Yeah. I At the very least, it's not crazy. The only team that is popping Boston. up in my head is Boston yeah. with the Celtics and uh, New England, uh, Patriots. Uh, and then you have Chargers, Lakers, but the Lakers haven't been playing well as of late. Well, you uh, could also I mean, say Rams. Chargers Rams. don't even count. Yeah, yeah Rams well, too. I mean, yeah, Rams. I mean... I still get I st- I almost said who's the team in St. Louis? I can't I am not a past the fact that those two teams St. Louis are in LA. Yeah, I I would would have said maybe now you can't even really say Houston cuz the Rockets were bad at the beginning and they just got their act- asses waxed. I mean, no better. At least Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Philadelphia is definitely yeah. yeah. Up at least top three, I would feel like. Yeah, they're right there with Philly and New England, just from yeah. an outsider's yeah. perspective. So I mean, not nothing, guilty. I'm engraced in it. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say it, but even from an outsider, I could see it for sure. All right, last one. Andrew Luck will throw for more passing touchdowns this weekend than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I think we're gonna win, so you're not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> second, second worst against the pass. Andrew Luck's more than capable of carving that up. I think to win, you gotta. You, that's it's got to be like that. Or Marlon Mack's got to have too. Uh, yeah, that's why I think I'm gonna say you're not guilty. Cause it's not a dumbass, but I do think I would say Patrick Mahomes would be odds-on favorite to throw more. Um, but I don't think that would uh, necessarily hurt the Colts' chances of winning because I think Marlon Mack is. Uh, I think Marlon Mack. Can very easily run through with the help of his offensive line, of course, run through that that uh, Chiefs team that has very weak run defense. Run defensive. How? Play. Oh, it's go bad. ahead. Go ahead. No. And I was going to ask because I haven't really watched any Chiefs games this year. Uh, they had Kareem Hunt, obviously had to cut him. Who is their running back now? Spencer Damian, Ware. No, or? Damian Williams got the big contract. So Damian Williams and Spencer Ware are kind of split it, but Damian Williams has showed a lot. I mean, he's pretty quick off the ball. Um, he's in the holes. Yeah, I think he signed like a three-year, like eighteen million dollar contract, something crazy like that. Like he's getting paid. He's their running back of the future, apparently. So apparently, yeah, they've we'll invested see. in it. I haven't watched. I've watched some of the early games with Hunt, and then I haven't really seen another three and three yeah. in their last six. Yeah, so I think that bodes well for us all. Yeah. I feel like now is the time if you're going to play him. It's a perfect time. Perfect yeah, time. and I don't think Damian Williams is going to be kicking any women in the in the hotel lobby either. You never know. You never know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, segue. So that's going to wrap that up. Coming up next, Around the Association. You know, ever since we started Born Ready to Pod, people have been asking us for advice. Usually it's how many games will the Pacers or insert NBA team here will win this season. The truth is, I don't know. But if you think you know, you got to go check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to us. And that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, You can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code READY to activate your offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code READY. That's R-E-A-D-Y. When creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play... You win, you get paid. It is time! 
Presented by Born Ready to Pop. Oh, I think you busted my eardrum. <laughs> face red. Definitely super oh. red in the face. Um, I gotta find my notes tab because I didn't do that yeah, before. Spit and chaw out. Here we This is. is just a bunch of Indiana boys. The NBA, Turner Sports, and Twitter will start offering live streams through Twitter. The first will be this year's All-Star Game and then 20 other NBA on TNT games to follow. The NBA Twitter community is among the most vibrant in sports and entertainment. Adam Silver. What do you guys think about NBA games being broadcast live on Twitter? I don't know. I don't know how you unless you can put it on like a TV device or something. I don't know how that's going to work. I know they've done it with WNBA games. Um I mean, it's the, you got to think it's the modern age. People watch yeah. TV on their phone. I mean, and people people, people are on Twitter. On people are, are on Twitter all the time. But let's say they want to. I mean, I think with those live games, you can like screen it and you can like scroll your timeline while you're watching. Yeah. I was going to ask that if you'd have that capability. Yeah, like, you that. see something and you want to tweet about it, can you do that right I on the spot? Can. I think that's kind of the appeal. So would that be free to everybody then? It's a free. They're doing twenty games. So yeah, then I like it because I mean we pay for NBA League Pass, so yeah. we can watch any game we want. So it really doesn't matter to us at this point, but it's uh, definitely a cool little thing. I think it'll like help. The rich guys. NBA yeah, they, always if I don't have league pass, I love it. NBA is always ahead of the curve on popularity. They yeah. allow their clips to be shared. I think they've done it the perfect way. And I don't know how it could be viewed as a bad thing per se, just because. I mean, you're getting free games. I mean, plenty of people watch stuff on their phones all day, every day. I mean, it's just another way to consume an NBA game. Yep, no, no problems here. Okay, <laughs> next up, something we touched on a little bit. Tom Thibodeau fired this past weekend. Fred Horberg, the person most people think will be taking over, and possibly Chauncey Billups as GM. So we talked about this already. I don't want to go into it too much, but just thoughts overall on Minnesota. Um, I mean, they're a complete train wreck. They have the two the number one overall picks on their team in Wiggins and Towns. They had Jimmy Butler. Jeff Teague is, you know, a pretty good point guard. He's not the greatest. We had him here for a year in Indy, so we know what he's all about. Um I just don't understand what they're doing. Uh, Thibodeau, he kind of got stuck in his ways there. Brought all those former Bulls players back. Uh, traded for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler had a bad, or had a bad experience with the Timberwolves. Got traded, and then Thibodeau fired again. It just seems like you just said they're the Bulls of the West. They're following the same blueprint as the Chicago Bulls did, uh, and I think it's only a matter of time before Towns is traded. Okay. I see it happening in two or three years. <coughs> the Timberwolves situation is really bad just because they got good players that should be playing well and they're not. And I think that's that's what drives you nuts as a coach, knowing, okay, I've got good players. How do I get the most out of them? And sometimes it's not a coaching thing. Sometimes it's a player thing. Uh, sometimes it's an ownership thing. And I think that that's what's got to drive people in Minnesota absolutely batshit crazy. They should be good. They're not. And I don't see it getting better if Fred Hoiberg's the answer. I wouldn't mind giving Chauncey Billups a chance. I would rather give Chauncey Billups a chance to run it more so than Fred Hoiberg. I'd let him be the coach before I let Fred Hoiberg do it. Really? Yes. Just might as well. See? He's Why not? Point guards you typically have, you know, they're pretty smart-minded. <laughs> Hoiberg has shown that he's not a really good coach in the NBA. I think he's more suited for the college level. Yeah, I think he's actually a good college coach. Yeah, he seems I think, like an X and O guy. Yeah, people like, struggle. Yeah, NBA isn't really – I mean, it is X's and O's, but it's not as much as it is in college. You have to be a – you ha, and you have to be a uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Manage egos. Like yeah, yeah. Steve Kerr is not a really good coach, but he's good at managing – all of those players' egos, right. putting it to the side. It, it, 
and that's what it's all about. I think one thing too, when when you're an X and O guy as a coach, which you obviously, I would say all NBA guys can X and O. I think it'd be dumb to say they can't, yeah. but um, you're Xing and Oing in just really tight situations in the NBA, where really you're working through concepts, motion stuff. And Fred Hoiberg's an X and O guy trying to survive in the NBA, so I just think he's a better college fit. I think any college that could hire him, like UCLA, they should be jumping all over that. It's shit. a home run in college for yeah, sure, hundred percent. Okay, next up we got more out of the Timberwolves organization. Derek Rose, the Minnesota Timberwolves, oh, go hired in an interview about Thibodeau being fired and how he believed in him. For everybody that think I'm not going to play the same way, kill yourself. Rose shortly after initiates an apology, claiming the slam term is just a common expression. And then we have Andrew Wiggins, yeah. also apologizing for claiming Dennis Schroeder was being gay after <laughs> colliding with Nerlens Noel and after a technical foul and a scuff with Jeff Teague. Wiggins, Wiggins also dropped 40, so there you go. He also initiated an apology. But yeah, and thoughts on these players on these, being misquoted? On or? these topics, I'm going to tread lightly because uh, you know how any comments about these – any topics like this can be misconstrued. Yeah. Um, but there you still – I mean, it's no excuse, but they're both uh, – I mean, not Derrick Rose, but Andrew Wiggins, young guy. Derrick Rose, I mean, he's got a very bad past. We all know about the sexual assault and uh, the SATs. Uh, those are just two things you cannot say in yeah. today's world. You have to be smarter than that. Um, I'm sure there's NBA players who say stuff. He wouldn't have said it if NBA players aren't saying it, you know, behind the scenes. Or if he says They're it behind the scenes. I mean, it's not, it's something um, I try not to say anymore, but. In the public eye, though, he just, he can't. You can't say stuff like that. You got to refrain from doing that. Yeah. Not very smart, especially considering Derrick Rose's past. Uh, you know his acts that he's gotten away with, and then he comes out and says that. And, you know this big thing is now coming out nowadays about suicide awareness, yeah. and just not a smart thing to say. You can't say it. You can't say it. I can't even Matt like. You try to take stuff like that, and you know, like when we were kids, you know, I hate even to say the word, but you know, they make it a big deal now. You don't even, you don't even say retarded. Like you don't even say somebody's like that's just something you There's don't. There's words that have yeah. been deemed culturally ineffective. And in my, you know, I'm a teacher or whatever. In my classroom, if I hear it, I, I flip. I mean, I that stuff I send kids to the office for just that the R word right there. And so, like, I don't even like saying it. Like, I feel bad, but um, yeah, you can't say things like kill yourself like that's one of the things you just cannot do i mean that is on the same lines as as racial as racial words you know racist comments like those things are just highly scrutinized and i find it very hard to believe that derrick rose was unaware of this i mean not only <laughs> that the most he, surprising he, he says he says it twice did you see yeah, it yeah, like he, I mean, he, he doubles down and then he also the look he's giving it's just like you're despicable. And, like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it is what it is, but it doesn't surprise you coming from Rose. He's kind of a chump. Okay. Chump. There we go. Demarcus Cousins plans to suit up January 18th against the Clippers. The Monstars have officially arrived. Screw this team. January 18th will be a year and a day since the injury. Thoughts on Cousins' return? I don't have really any thoughts. Do you think it'll the, work? The NBA, yeah, the NBA season's over. It's good. They're going to so. be, they're going to be bad for a week. And the whole national media, first take, Colin Cowherd, everybody's going to be like, oh, the Warriors done. They're not done. <laughs> I hope that they was come Stephen out. A. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they just don't lose a game so we don't have to talk about it like that. I, it's going to come. They're going to say, are the Warriors better or worse with DeMarcus Cousins? Obviously, if you have DeMarcus Cousins, you're better. <laughs> so it's a stupid debate. Um, it's just it's sad because I forgot he was even on the team a couple yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> and then the news came out. <laughs> so... 
Uh, yeah, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, I played against them, and I'll let you get to it in a second. I played against them. I made a 2K franchise. <laughs> I was going to say, when did you play against the Warriors? <laughs> I played against the Warriors. I simulated with the Pacers. I play like the last game of each series. Got it to game seven with the Warriors. And so I played, and my God, they kicked my ass. <laughs> so I had to turn down the, the, difficulty. Yeah, the difficulty, their shooting percentages, and we actually came back and won the title. Oh but like they were so good, like literally – I would be, be worried there for a I second. would be right in their face. I thought you might have lost this game. Thank God you won it. Yeah, thank God we won. Uh, but I had to turn down the difficulty very low. Yeah, they're gonna. They'll probably go like two and two in the first four games, and then they'll freak out, and then they're gonna be like, "Oh shit!" Now we have. When do we play the Warriors? The best. Well, we're gonna beat. The uh, they play them in a few weeks. I think yeah, at the so end of January. We need. I want to play them with Boogie. So. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to say Our best against their best. Our only chance to beat them this year is at home, and one of them sits out. And it's kind of like that game last year where they just weren't really in it. Yeah. Okay, next up. we got, according to Bleach Report, Kevin O'Connor with the ringer, amongst other sources, have said Brett Bound and 76ers All-Star Jimmy Butler oh. have had issues with each oh. other and how the offense is run. Brown downplayed an incident during a film session where Butler aggressively challenged Brown's role in the offense. Thoughts on Jimmy Butler being just a just a, a brat. Before yeah, before we dive in, is he the biggest diva in the NBA? Yes. Yeah, yes. I mean, biggest lately. diva. Um, if it happens one time, okay, that's fine. Yeah, Minnesota. Second time. Yeah. Well, no, even Chicago. He he yeah, got his way out sure. of Chicago, so that was okay. Minnesota came around, and you're just kind of like, well. Whatever. We got we'll move on. And then what? Two months into this, already with the Sixers, two young guys again, he's back up to his same old shit. And I saw Sixers fans. I did like the Jack Nicholson gif to whoever tweeted that out. Like, yes, that's very good. Because it's good for the Pacers. Well, and so for the Pacers. Absolutely great. The Sixer fan comes at me and says, I hate to break it to you, but they sorted things out, whatever. And I'm like... Okay, I said. I said. My, my, like this guy knows. I, I was like, okay. Th- I, I said thanks. I said thank you for breaking that to me. Uh, but the whole thing is, even in the littlest thing, it's becoming news because obviously Jimmy Butler, no matter where he's at, is going to have disagreements. He's not going to be happy. I don't see it working out with the Sixers. They might win a playoff series this year, but long term, if he stays there, I hope he does because it's going to be total dysfunction for the Sixers. I'm so glad. Even though we talked about it several times about the Pacers trading for him, I'm so glad they never did. It just—that's all I gotta say. Well, I just can't. I can't anymore with this guy. Yeah, he, Jimmy Butler. Everywhere he goes, he's complaining. Like, what? What do you mean the role in the offense? The role in the offense should be we put Joel Embiid's ass right on the block, and if he's open, he gets the ball. Yep. That—that's the offense. And then you want to throw it back out. You know what the next option should be? Pick and roll coming off the left with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Like, that's what should happen. Sorry, Jimmy Butler. This is why we said it wasn't going to work, because they needed shooters to space everybody else out. Jimmy Butler is not a knockdown shooter. He's a good shooter, but he's not a knockdown shooter, and he's best with the ball in his hand. This is why you can't have too many guys that just need the ball in their hand to be great. Like, Clay Thompson doesn't need the ball in his hand to be great. Catch and shoot. Like Thad Young. Thad Young doesn't need the ball in his hand because he can go get it in other ways. Jimmy Butler can't. And then when he just kind of challenges people, I mean, he just it just doesn't make it work. And NBA is full of divas, and I actually really like Brett Brown. I, I couldn't see him taking that very well, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Jimmy Butler traded at the trade deadline. Interesting. Can they trade him? 
I don't know if there's a rule against I, it. I think you can. I, I don't know gotta, if they can. Once or you not. join a new team, I think you have to wait a calendar. They're not trading Jimmy. They're keeping him, and they're going to try to. Weird rule like that. Yeah, they're, no, they're going to try to. I thought it was to, if you pick somebody else up. I don't. There's Maybe probably some rule out there. We're not. Geniuses. We're not geniuses. We're just fans like you guys. Yeah. I love how the guy on Twitter t- tweeted out. He said, "Hey, I just got off the phone with him. Yeah, good. They patched it up. And I mean, I wasn't even. I wasn't even going to argue with him. I just said thanks for pointing that out to me. I just like people on Twitter. Next up, we have ATA trivia. This is a game between you two that I created, and you're going to guess who leads the NBA in these specific ATA, categories. around the association. Right, so we okay. got six questions. I started at the top at five, but there was a six that was funny, so I had to do it. Are these easy? Sometimes say, you make them too difficult. I'd say there's three of the six are easy. All right. First up, Jake and Chris. So it's going to come down who can answer it first. Who leads the league in turnovers at this point in the NBA season? James Harden. Yes. So you already lost, <laughs> Chris. He has 202 turnovers. I would have said Russell Westbrook, then I thought about it, and he's just I missed too many was games. I say one of Chris's favorite players, the Aaron Fox. But James Harden, he just he has the ball in his hand. you got to think he, he has the ball. He leads by in. a lot. Too. Yeah, okay. he has the ball in his hand a shit ton. Number two. So it's 1 0, Jake. Personal fouls leader in the NBA. Uh, Andre Drummond. No. Hassan Whiteside. No. Ooh, that was a good one. Is it a big man? It is a big man. It's got to be a big man. Uh, Joseph Nurkic. Nope. Give us a conference. Um, The West. JaVale McGee. Jokic. Nope. What the heck? A team we just talked about at Ignacium. Towns. Yep. Really? One to one. Okay. He's with 156 personal fouls. Next up. Man, that is a lot of freaking fouls. Be attentive. This one's the, one of the easier ones. Who leads the league in blocks per game? Monster. Yep. Suck my dog, boy! 2.8. That one was easy. Who leads the league in turnover percentage? This one's incredibly difficult. <laughs> turnover so percentage. <laughs> big guy? Nope. Always oh, a. It's no. typically a big guy on these Yeah, things. I know. With the I don't think he's a big guy. Percentage. I don't know this player that well. Is he a well known player? No. Well, what team is he on then? I don't even remember, actually. <sighs> in Belgium. I think it's Detroit, maybe. Langston Galloway. Yes. Oh, Holy my God. Shit. <laughs> he does at 4.7. I don't even know what that means. I think it's just 4% of the, the times he has the ball in his hands as a turnover. Yeah. I think. yeah. It's just a lot. Hey, that was a good guess because I was going Bruce Brown next. So the only way. I'm not good at these shout it out games. So it's 3 to 1, and we have six questions. So hopefully we don't end on a tie. Assist per game, who leads in the NBA? Ooh. I don't even. Uh, Russell Westbrook? Yep, you've, you've already dominated the game. Yeah. All right, Chris, I'll give you the first one. This is a triple point question. <laughs> so you'd only lose by one point, I think. Or, yeah. Offensive rating, who leads in the NBA? Offensive rating? It's just offensive rating. And it's someone that you – it's not a popular player. That doesn't narrow it down to me at all. There's how it's many players in the NBA? Ursan Ilyasova. Nope. <laughs> Robert Covington. Offensive rating. He's going to be on a team that's a good offensive team. I was going to recover then, right? That's not correct. Oh. It's a big guy. Mom, da, da, Marshall Plumley. Nope. He's not even in the league. Uh, <laughs> it's one, the other Plumley. West. It's in the West. On a good team. On a good team. He's on the Nuggets. Nope. Uh, he said he was on, on the Warriors. Willie Willie Stein. A good team. Warriors. You said they're going to make the playoffs. What okay, the hell? Okay. Yes, he's on the Warriors. Jeremy Grant. Compared to the Warriors, uh, they're not a good team. Jordan Bell. No. 
Oh, what's his name? Kevin Quinn Looney. Cook. Kevin Looney. That was it. Somehow leads the league in offensive rating, and he leads by kind of a big amount. Really? So interesting. And that's ATA trivia. Jake, you are the reigning champion. Maybe I should have a trivia for you two next time. Maybe. Wonder plays maybe in a couple episodes. So that, that concludes around the association. What I'm so play? ready for the next topic. Yeah, same. Before we end it, like, yeah, one more topic. I asked you guys, and myself included, to come up with a list of the top three worst people in the media, sports media. So it can be from a local channel, national channel, wherever it may be. And we're just going to go through and go through our lists. Okay. So how should we do so this? We all three. Do we'll all go around on three, then two, then one. Okay, so we're going the the third third worst third worst. For me, it's gonna be Poppy from Highly Questionable. That guy is incoherent, rambling. He's their whole shtick is she's just a funny idiot, and that is stupid. I can't stand Poppy. My mine is Rodney Harrison because mm-hmm. he always like tries to act like he had like this great wherewithal in the game, and he was a smart player, but he was super dirty. Um, and then he like acts like he's this huge Patriots guy, and then he like kind of criticizes him. Like he just seems like he has a very like crappy demeanor. Like don't want to really be around him type deal. And then he's right next to Tony Dungy, who's like an angel. He's God, and so God. it's like kind of cancels each other out. So yeah, Rodney hate Ron Yeah, he's really bad. Um, mine's Nick Wright. Okay. Oh, LeBron uh, James. Yeah, I mean, you don't, yeah, yeah, LeBron James. His obsession. He always pulls out these random stats out his ass. He's always got some bullshit to say. He's not. He's an Andrew Luck hater, so there's that. He always talks shit about Andrew Luck. Um, and mostly it's just the LeBron stuff. I love giving the guy crap and going in like his replies when he's got a Le- LeBron tweet and putting like a picture of LeBron holding him as a baby. It's always a great one to get likes in the comment sections. Nick Wright's the worst. I hate his takes, and I hate how much he loves LeBron. Fair. I also hate Nick Wright. Next up for me is Double D. We're gonna go local for this. Oh my gosh! I didn't Dan even. Dockett. I didn't even add him on mine. I regret it now. So the two things I will say, I do think Dan Doggers does a good interview and he knows basketball. But yeah. other than that, this man is just an incoherent, clickbait, rambling mouth. Like he's just saying shit to get listeners. Yeah. I get the game. I understand it. Most popular sports show in Indiana by far, probably. Yeah. So I, I get it, but I just can't stand it. I don't want to listen to that. I don't and no one's questioning his basketball knowledge. He played at the college level. He was coach. Yeah, cool. No one's, no one's questioning him. It's just, yeah, like you said, his takes are ridiculous. The thing that makes me most mad about Dan Dockage is he always tells people to sack up. They need to grow a pair, all this stuff. His Just his stupid-ass motto, sack up. And then he goes on these block brigades on Twitter when yeah. people come back at, at him saying stuff like questioning what he says, he'll just block you. And it was so easy to get that block from him. It didn't even take that long He's, from us. For being, quote-unquote, the sack-up guy, he does not sack up. No, he does not sack up. And even Mark Boyle, who's his friend, says that Dan's got very thin skin. Yes. So. Exactly. And Mark, I've heard some of those Mark Boyle interviews. He is ruthless. He'll yeah. be high. He doesn't care. I think if you're need, an idiot, he'll just like dismiss you like you don't exist. I think we need to get him on here. But I, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know how hype I'd be for it. I want to wait until we're like very qualified at interviewing because I know he'll just clap back at us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> number two, Jim. my number two, um, he's a newcomer to the uh, to the the announcing game, but Jason Witten. 
He oh. is my god. He is the worst. I was I was watching the national championship game. First kickoff. Now listen, if you were doing the national championship game, don't you think you would have some concept sort of, of the rules? Concept of the rules. Yes. Dude calls a fair catch on yep. the kickoff just so they get the ball. You know. Yep. You know. Standard procedure. Standard procedure. And he's like, I don't understand why he just called a fair catch. I was freaking out, thinking the ball was going to be like on the like the, the three yard line, something stupid <laughs> like that. And. It's like no, dude. That's that's like a touchback here in the uh, in the good world of college football. And just like he just makes some some, some of the most stu- stupid argument. I can't even. I'm getting mad right he now. He says and random he goes stuff. Booger, and Booger's not great, but Booger Booger's is better than way him. better than him. And so Booger. when they're clapping, back and he's at a Super each Bowl other, champ. Yeah, and when they're clapping at each other, I'm always on Team Booger. And so Jason Witten drives me nuts. Yeah, he just says some of the most random things. And he shouldn't even be. It doesn't make action. sense. He was just on the Cowboys. That's what I hate about just it. A pop like at Cowboys. least Tony Romo, he, he's annoying sometimes. But at least think that Troy Aikman, Tony Romo, Jason Witten. If you were a Cowboy, like Dak Prescott's already got his post career. Jimmy game. Johnson, yeah, former Cowboys coach. Yeah, yeah. all of this. Stuff. It's America's team. Yep. <laughs> Um, this guy was on my list. I heard he was your number one, so I won't give up too much information on him. But Max Kellerman, he's the number two on my list. Yeah, it's not on my um, list. I'll let, I'm Jake. not going to say anything about him. I'm going to let Jake do that because I know he's Thank got, you. I got really it. Have Before we start slandering Max Kellerman, he's an excellent boxing guy. That's all, yeah, that's all he's got. All right. My number one is Sam Ponder. I think she's just a liar, and I'm a Barstool fan, so I will always say I hate Sam Ponder. She lies. She puts her kid on TV. No one wants to see her kid. Like She's a liar. She's my least favorite person in media. I should have had Sam Ponder. Yeah, uh, yeah, should have. I should have thought about like some of Barstool guys. Well, my number one. It's not even close. Max Kellerman. Now listen, I mind you. Today I was sitting in the dentist's office. They asked me what I wanted to put on. I say ESPN. First take pops up, and I just kind of groan. Like, that was worse than the actual cavity filling I had to go through. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there listening, and I'm not a Stephen A. Smith fan either. I'm not. But Max Kellerman found a way, and basically he said that the Knicks should trade Kristaps because it's best for Kristaps. And, of course, you know, Stephen A. Smith goes at him saying, like, that's should, they shouldn't care what's best for Kristaps. It's what's best for them. They're going at it. And then somehow Max Kellerman – likens the situation to some kind of black religious church ceremony type deal. And literally, it's like in the middle of this thing. Like they had just came off a commercial break. And literally, Stephen A. Smith looked right into the camera and said, y'all better go to a commercial break right now. <laughs> and so literally, they had to like waste like two minutes just like just kind of like laughing laughing it off talking and like literally like Stephen A. Smith just staring into the camera so like Max Kellerman's that guy that like tries to bring up race like you can talk about race like that's cool talk about it but the way he goes about it, it just like seriously it's like the cringy white guy trying to talk about race when you have no clue what the hell's going on and you just make everything worse I just can't stand him. He's the annoying uncle that comes over and you just pray to God he doesn't sit down by you and eat. Like, it's that bad. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go. That pretty much sums up. I can't stand him. I literally That's why he was my number two. Anytime. I would rather listen to Stephen A. Smith. When Stephen A. Smith roasts your ass on arguments constantly. That's when you know there's a problem. That's when you know there's a problem. My God. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right, number one. And I can't believe that he wasn't in your guys' lineups. I mean, he's the number one for everybody. I know it's just the go-to. Skip Bayless. Yeah. Come on. Skip. I'm had Cowherd, actually. Cowherd's uh, four for me. Cowherd is four just because he wants to like sleep with Andrew Luck. That's the only thing going for him he's right now. He's brilliant, though. Anyways, go ahead. Um, Skip Bayless, I don't know how. He, he's got to be on everybody's list. Where's Skip Bayless on your list if he's not top three? 
And I just, I, to me, he doesn't exist. Like, I don't seek him out. I don't even pay attention. I don't watch MS1 ever. So I've, the only time I see him is when he pops up my timeline. Here's, here's what he's done in the past couple weeks. So he will always, so before the Colts Cowboys game, he put Dak is greater than Yeah, Locke. I saw all that. That's so, the only stuff I see. So, it's annoying. Yeah, so he does that all the time. He said Rivers is better than somebody. He always, he always likes to come at quarterbacks. Granted, he thought Tim Tebow was the next Joe Montana, so his quarterback <laughs> evaluation and RG3 RG is just very – it's not good. So he put that uh, Dak is better than luck, Cowboys lose. Coming into this week, or last week I should say, he puts Watson is greater than luck on Twitter. We see how that played out. Luck, I mean, obviously going to that, you know Luck is the better quarterback, so Texans lose. This week, he's realized that even the <laughs> shit he says is always incorrect. He says Luck is greater than Mahomes because uh, he wants to reverse oh, no. jinx himself. Yeah. He reversed and jinx the jinx. He did it. He hates genius. Luck. He's, he's, always, he's, he's apparently a genius. His takes are awful. His show might as well just be called like cow, like cowboy. What is the name of the show? Undisp- it's undisputed. undisputed. It's the cowboys. It's just cowboys. <laughs> just call it cowboys. That's all he talks about. I remember when the Colts beat the Cowboys' ass Thursday of that week. I saw him put on Twitter that he was going to talk about the Cowboys game against the Colts. Four days later. <laughs> and so he was bragging. He, this guy is all in on Dak Prescott. I know I'm going off right now. but it's no, just go so, off. I like it. It's so funny. This guy puts on Twitter that uh, – <laughs> he puts on Twitter that – it's so funny. I got to laugh. Something about – actually, you guys talk for a second. Okay. I got to read listen, this. Listen, listen. I got to read so it verbatim. I, I, I get the, the Skip Bayless hate, but I actually dislike Shannon Sharp Moore, who is his counterpart on this piece. So, like – this is what they do now. They're entertainers. They're entertainers. And, like, Shannon Sharp is just, like, hell-bent. He's stupid on LeBron, 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 just on your knees praying to LeBron God. And then Skip hates LeBron. And then – so they literally sit down and they decide, okay, you're going to like this, you're going to like that. And I actually like Skip more than Shannon Sharp. And I don't know, and that's what's crazy. It, because I hate Max Kellerman so much, yeah. And I, and I don't mind Stephen A. It's just like you're almost choosing the lesser of the two evils. Um, this is not the Skip Bayless tweet, but this is one thing I <laughs> want to read because we talk about Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith tweeted on April fifteenth, two thousand and eleven, and this is still out there. He never deleted it. <laughs> it says the Stephen A. Smith show on seven ten ESPN LA comes on nine to eleven PM tonight. We will not discuss Kobe Bryant. We will, however, discuss the homosexual. <laughs> Verified tweet from Stephen A. Smith. I thought that was hilarious. Like, what's he talking about? I think he's referring to it's not Kobe anymore. Kobe is the homosexual. I, I don't know. I, it's from his account. It's verified. You can search it. Go look it up. Okay, here's a Skip Bayless tweet. Uh, two days ago, here we go again. It's all in all caps, by the way. Uh, I don't know why, but it's in all caps. So here we go again with the Cowboys playing at eight fifteen Eastern on Saturday night. This time at the LA Coliseum, where Dak Prescott announced his arrival with an eye-opening performance in a twenty sixteen preseason game. <laughs> 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 I mean, the guy is just ridiculous. So that's all I gotta that say. That is hilarious. That yeah. it, it, it does. Uh, he's an idiot. And oh yeah, the video that was just—he was so—he was, oh, yeah, so, was so oh, he was so messed up. He drunk. He, got, he was so drunk during the Cowboys game. He goes, "I gotta pee." <laughs> but 
I hold it on the show. It's like, dude. I, mean, I drank 12 yeah. Dr. Peppers. Ernestine, whatever his wife is, she got to take the phone away when the Cowboys <laughs> are on. Anyway, that wraps up <coughs> my whole thing. You guys got any more? No. Uh, it's about seven, so yeah, I don't know I'm about done. Yeah, it's about seven. Yeah, about the We're time about to, to go. Uh, yeah, we so Hawks going to Colorado. I'm going to the beautiful city of Denver, Colorado, and I'm that's probably watching the Colts game. So it'll yeah. be an interesting change of scenery. I had these plans a long time ago. How many days? So we're going Thursday to Sunday, I think. I actually have no idea. I didn't buy any of the plane tickets or lodging stuff. I'm just I'm going around. I'm a zero maintenance guy on vacation. Oh, I don't Jesus. care what we do. We might ski a day. Other than that, we're just going to enjoy all that Colorado has to offer. Well, certainly hope you guys have fun. We will. We'll talk about it next week on the podcast. Perfect. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode, the Larry Bird slash Danny Granger episode yeah. of Born Ready to Pop. We left that out in the beginning. So uh, best of luck to the Pacers going the rest of the week and the Colts this weekend. Can't wait to talk about it with you guys next week. We'll see you then. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.